Hi, everyone. It's Mike Ryan. Welcome to the Pay It Forward podcast. Thanks to our friends at Glenwood State Bank. Today, we have the pleasure to talk to Dave Chrisman. He's the artistic director at the Andrea Theater. Well, I'm delighted that you've stopped by to announce what the new season is at the Andrea Theater. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell for that. <laughs> Darn it. No, we have to talk about a show that I think so many people are going to find very entertaining. The play where everything goes wrong. Now, let's just talk about the title. Well, the, the play that goes wrong um, is, that's exactly what it is. It's it's the murder at Haversham Manor, which is a good old-fashioned um, murder mystery. That's what you're coming to see. Um, but what you what happens is, is while doing the production, everything goes wrong. And when I say everything goes wrong, I wish I could describe to the people that are listening what goes wrong. Everything goes wrong from props disappearing and they have to pick up something different to things falling off the wall, people tripping, people getting hurt, people getting knocked out and other backstage crew have to come on as that role and they don't know it. So they have to use a script and it it's it's the perfect show if you a if you don't like theater or or b you just like chaos because it is total chaos, but it's yet it's clean. Um, and it's perfect for the whole family, but it's it's the perfect show to, I would say, go get a bite to eat and then just come laugh your head off for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's it's that much fun. And the challenge as performers is we have to remember that we're doing a play and the external stuff that goes wrong, we have to try really hard to get the show back on its rails. And that's the hard part because the set and everything else doesn't want to let us do that. And that's, it's... The trick is making it look like it's not planned. There are probably going to be people in the audience that are watching this going, what is going on? And forget that really this is the premise of the show. So you're a theater troupe doing an actual show right. where things start going wrong. So as an audience watching this, we're really seeing two shows. Yeah. And what you what you hope is um, you hope you see uh, the audience for the first few minutes go, what's going yeah. on? But as as the actors go we know exactly what's going to happen but we can't act like we know what's going to happen and um yeah they're coming to see a good old-fashioned murder mystery okay um uh that takes place in haversham manor and there's a there's a death that happens and we're trying to figure out what happens um but in the midst of everything happening chaos just breaks loose and and uh it it really is a show that we're really excited about. I really don't want to give anything away because there's so many things that make this show what it is. But do, does the mystery get solved? Do you even want to give that away? I, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really wish I knew that. Um, but you know, I think it's it's almost like an improv. Is I love the the rules of improv. Is it's yes and you never say no. Uh, you just go with whatever your person on stage that's acting with you yeah. wants to do. But I I love an unspoken rule, and that is, you know, you find out what your your partner on stage wants and find the most creative ways to not give it to them. For those people that follow the Andrea Theater who have seen a lot of the shows in the last few seasons, have seen you in many of uh, the comedies. You were <laughs> terrific in Matilda. But as the artistic director, what is more satisfying to you? To see a show be successful because people really came and saw the show or as an actor do you get more out of it because you're in the show or is there a little bit of both i really love you know if i'm not involved in the show and this is going to sound extremely prideful but i i love if i'm not involved in the show i love to see a show really crafted well because if you're not in a show of course you've always got those nitpicky things you go well if they would have done that no 
I love to see a show that's crafted well and th the thinking on casting everything all the way down to the final curtain call um, is crafted well. When I'm in a production, I just want my part to be the best it can possibly be. And if the show turns out to be a success, great. Because there's, there's times that you'll work and it'll be a phenomenal show and the audience still doesn't show up, which, you know, we've had some like yeah. that. And it's, it's not that it's not good. It's just may not be the cup, you know, the people's cup of tea. They may not just want to see that or they really want to. But, you know, it's a rough time of year. It's the weather is bad. You have challenges, all kinds of stuff. So that way, you know, when the show's over, you can say, oh, it was a, that was a dang fine show. It's just that it, the attendance may not have been what you wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, truthfully, you know, whether you have one person or you've got a thousand, you have to do that show the same. You really do have to do it the same. As the artistic director, though, and you look back on this season, phenomenal. I mean, just shows I think were picked right. People that were in the shows were picked right. The audiences came. They loved the shows. But here is a show now that maybe a lot of people are not familiar with, right. unlike some of the previous shows this right. season. So that's why I think it's important. People, if you love a comedy, this is a show to come and see. And, you know, I've had, I talked to a gentleman the other day. He goes, I don't, I don't like theater. I said, then this show is exactly what you want to yeah. come and see because... You, if you don't like theater, you just always are sitting there in the audience going, God, I wish something would fall down. Well, it's going <laughs> to. It does in this, yeah. It's going to, yeah. and it's going to fall down in ways you didn't imagine. Yeah. And, you know, what's great about it is that we get the opportunity to use things that we've never done before. I mean, technical things like uh, uh, Nathaniel Aaron from The Escape Room coming in and saying, not only is stuff going to be wired together, it's going to be wired with electromagnets uh, that are going to cause things to fall that they there's no reason for them to fall. And it's great that this theater is willing and we've got some connections with our downtown businesses where we can say, okay, we want to do something we've never done before, but how do we do it? And there are people in our community, our family, we call them, they go, I got it. I got you. Problem. We'll take care of it. I know exactly what to do. And you just go, wow. I mean, this is a United Nations type of show where it's just involves so many different people and uh, it's a small cast, um, but they're going to see so many so many twists and turns and things that make your head just shake. It's going to be fun. If we go back to some of the past comedies, yourself and Joe Krakowski on stage together, phenomenal. And you guys are in this show again. I mean, to me right there, that's worth getting the ticket to come see you too, because you you work off each other so well in comedies. It's fun. It's fun because you get an opportunity. There's a bunch of new people in this show as well. Um, but it's, it's great when you can be on stage with somebody, you kind of know their timing or you know how they're going to deliver a line or how they're going to do things. But Tim Conway Car and Harvey Corman, <laughs> same thing, right? It's fun. It's fun. And Joe, what's all you got to do is see Joe in the community and, and out doing, um, you know, his job, even you get to see parts of him that really come out, but he's been doing theater for so long in this community and, and all over that he's a true as yourself, a real jewel in our community. You can say not only are they are they awesome in the community and their job, but you put them on stage and you've just got dynamite, and it's 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 refreshing. I know that you also have a gal in the show. Uh, her real name is Brooklyn. She was in Cuckoo's Nest. Here is a gal that um, has some experience, lived in New York, has done a little bit of theater stuff there. Came to our small town, Alexandria, and how fortunate are we? We're very fortunate, and I think that the, the exciting thing about involving new people is you don't know everybody's story. And, you know, you can go you can go off to New York, you can go to Hollywood, you can go, but there are times that you come home. And if you can come home 
and you've seen the world and you've got some experience, but you find a place to fit in. I think that's amazing. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we've involved, you know, Brooklyn and, and Kevin Binius and Kevin Rizzo. Kevin Rizzo, who was in Matilda, uh, he's from Puerto Rico. Um, and he came in and did a part that was so perfect for him and Matilda. He just was incredible. He was incredible. And when he got an opportunity to be in um, Play That Goes Wrong, he fits a role that maybe you wouldn't think somebody from Puerto Rico would fit, but he's phenomenal and it's hilarious. Oh, and wait. he's having a great time. Matilda, let's let's just talk about that in, in, as far as numbers goes. It, it had to be one of the biggest shows the theater's ever done. Largest one we've ever done. Largest one. Is that Large, right? Largest attendance show okay. we've ever done. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? I I have to say this. You know, when you're doing your, the sales, your ticket sales, and you come to a month before the show and you're all, you're 90% sold out, and then you add a show, and then maybe another show, or you've got a student show and it's all sold out, you go, okay, obviously this has nothing to do with the cast. This has to do ultimately with we're not, we're not that naive or that prideful to think, oh, it's just about us as a cast. Well, we know that everybody's parents and grandparents want to come see them in a show, but that doesn't account for, you know, that doesn't account for 3,600 tickets being sold to a show. As the artistic director, you knew that it was going to be on Netflix, though. I know you did, and that's why you thought this is the perfect time to do it. Truthfully, I wish I could say I did. <laughs> it's the second time yeah. in a row when we did Lion King, same thing. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a major motion picture. I had no idea in the timing of things because you plan it almost a year in advance. You don't know that that's coming out. You yeah. know, we're lucky. We're lucky. Um, but, you know, when you get an opportunity to do that and you see the ticket sales going away, you sell, you say, okay, this has nothing to do with the cast. So, you know what? By gosh, we better be good. Yeah. We and you were. Be good. And it was phenomenal. And, and it turned out, it turned out everybody worked really hard and it all came together and it was a lot of help from the community and, um, the crew was phenomenal in that show. It takes so many to do a oh, show like my that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And people don't realize that have never been active at the Andrew Theater, there is not a lot of space. And so sometimes extra cast have to even be in the basement. And you uh, when it's your turn to get on stage, there's a lot of things that got to take place to make this happen. And, uh, you know, you got a cast of 37. I'd have, I've had a cast of 63 before. And, you know, that stage, you know, efficiently can work with 20, 25 people. You put 37 up there yeah. and know that there's a lot of coming in and coming out. And you got to move desks. You got to move things in there. A lot of them are kids. Yeah. They can't lift those things. So you need more adults to come in. So the cast did a lot of stuff. They were waiting in the wings just for the right line to swoop in, do stuff and get out. Yeah. And uh, every, it's like a dance. It's like a well-choreographed dance backstage. Not only do you have to memorize lines and learn the dance steps and, and sing, but then that is part of the show, too, being able to remember, okay, I'm the one that's responsible to make sure that gets moved, because if it doesn't get moved, we can't really get the next scene going. So. And especially in a show like Matilda, because you, you, you've you got 20 kids. Well, you know, you've got 10 kids in a in a scene that have 10 desks. Yeah. Well, that's different yep. than, you know, you normal, you got a bed here and you got a your dresser here. You have 10 desks. Plus all these cubes with letters on them and different stuff to move. And we didn't use projections in this show. So that took another element of, of, uh, of ease away. It made it a little more challenging to have to build some stuff. 
Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on the entire season. I, I know as the artistic director, you don't take that lightly. I know that the work that goes into it, but you also are the first to say, hey, it takes everybody. It's not just the artistic director. It's not just Christine at the theater. It's all the volunteers, all the actors, all the people that work backstage. But I got to say, if people love Matilda, they're going to love the big musical next year, which is which one now? Which one is that? The, well, uh, Diaz, uh, I, I, I can give you a hint. Okay. I can give you a hint. I'm There's trying going, to get it out of them. I'm, I can give you a hint on the shows. Okay. There's going to be a musical and there's going to be a play. I knew we was going to say so, that. So, um, you know, we're in, and we're just so we're just so grateful. The community has been incredibly supportive, and we don't take that lightly at all. We talk about it daily in the office. That, you know, ticket sales does doesn't always just mean they love what you do. What it means is they're excited about what you're going to do, um, and then we don't want to disappoint them. Right. We don't want to dis- disappoint that that mother and father with two kids. Or that, you know, young couple out on a date or uh, some senior citizens that decide, hey, we're going to all go together. So there's six tickets. We're going to sit there. We want them to walk away going, that's the best money I've spent in a long time. Musical or culls? Um, Can I at least get that? What can I tell you? I can tell you. So are there more than one show that have songs in them? Yes. Okay. And there are, there are two that don't. And two that don't. Two that don't. That's actually more than I thought I would get yes, from you. Yes, and, and because, um, and I think it's pretty much official now, we will not be doing a fall production um, because of some construction that we're going to do that we're really excited about. And, it, and we're doing it for two reasons. We're doing it, uh, which we haven't been able to do. We're doing it to help our performers and our crew and also construction that's going to help our patrons. And I did not know about this. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, do we have time to just yeah, quickly? Yeah, no, what is? Um, the exciting thing is for, for so long, in the old cry room of the movie theater that you, that's now, a, you know, Andrea Theater, that's our, our booth for our tech booth. It's got our camera system. It's got our um, sound effects and projections. It's got our lighting, and it's got our sound. Um, all that's crammed in there pretty tight. Um and we have our makeup room in the middle, in the middle, huge projection booth of the old theater, which is now a makeup room. And then on the other side is the integrity title suite. Mm-hmm. Um, what we had is the integrity title suite is going so well and people love it so much. We said, why don't we do one with five or six people oh. that they can do? So that the booth is going to become a suite. The, the tech booth will finally be able to take over the best spot it can. And that's the Seven. makeup room. Yeah. We're going to cut two large holes for them and they're going to have a proper room where they can have equipment. They can have stored equipment. They can, you know, it's, it's just not user friendly. Uh, There's no space. Then we also have the problem is when the actors are doing makeup before a show, it's really irritating for the guys doing sound checks and stuff. They can't hear the actors coming up and down the stairs, making a whole bunch of noise during the show is not good for our patrons. We're going to move the makeup room downstairs, uh, on the, I would say, the end of the girls' dressing room, what will be a separate room built out into the side lobby that is equal to our concession room. So it's going to oh. be a new wall. Then the girls' dressing room will come, will go further down into the into our green room or shop. Then we're going to build a sewing room on the end there. So we can't we can't really push our walls out. We don't have any more space, but we can definitely reconfigure things. So. For our patrons, we want them to be able to, the noise level to be down, especially with our actors going up and down those stairs. But also, um, people go away, love the Integrity Title Suite. You get two tickets plus a charcuterie board and drinks and wine and whatever you want. But they go, we have five or six people in our group. It's like, well, now we can, now you can do that. But also, it's the main thing. The main thing is obviously that booth in the middle, but also to move it down, move down where the actors can stay downstairs and 
um, be a little bit more efficient. And I think it's going to be a lot more, um, a lot more exciting, innovative. Uh, Builders is going to help us. And um, we're going to hopefully right after the last STP production of Beauty and the Beast, they're going to break. They're going to start moving. And we were going to do it in two sections. But we said, why would we dirty up our building and destroy it? two separate times and have to cancel shows. So we said, why don't we just get it all done, have it ready for the holiday show. Okay, so the season will start basically in December is what you're saying? It'll start with a holiday show okay. and then we'll do um, we'll do um, kind of after the first of the year kind of show like we did with um, Cuckoo's Nest. Um, then we'll do another show like in the Matilda slot and then the final show in the spring. So still getting the big four shows in there, but just backing it off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you, okay. you know, usually you could always count on your fall show yeah. and your holiday show doing, show doing they're the big boys. Yep. They're the big boys, but not necessarily anymore. Okay. It's not like that necessarily. Yeah. Um, and we'll still do our summer productions and stuff like that. We just felt like, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And um, we'll announce the new season. We're not going to announce the new season at the Andrea Awards. That's the other big announcement. What? We're going to be <laughs> oh, doing, no. um, we're really, it's exciting. We're going to be doing uh, um, another get together that's going to be kind of a special get together. It's a season announcement um, and it will be a big gala. So we're really excited Very about nice. that. So we're going to do okay. something a little bit more fun. Well, I certainly hope you'll come and, and talk to me before that big gala and maybe I can get just a little bit more out of you before, you uh, know, that big I, gala Absolutely. Happens, or, you know, come to the big gala. That's the great thing. And we're going to yeah. announce a little bit more about that because it'll, I think it'll be a real celebration of the Andrea Theater and, and it's also a fundraiser to help with that construction. Makes sense. Um, we're hoping to do that. We, we don't do fundraisers. We do fundraisers quite often, but we try to make sure that they're there are four specific projects. You're not just raising money to raise money. We just try to make sure that we're saying, okay, to the community, we're doing this fundraiser, but this is what it's going to be for. And this is where it's exactly where it's going. And it's going to, to benefit everybody, not just make the theater cooler. Those yeah. improvements, much needed. Well, they sound like it's really going to make the Andrea Theater even better than it is. But those regular patrons that like those season tickets, they're really not going to lose out on anything next season. So, no, yeah. no. I mean, other than, we'll, you know, we're not going to have that fall show, but there was still... I, there still will be a season pass, yep. um, and uh, it'll be more economical because it obviously doesn't have that other show in there. But um, yeah, we're excited about it. It's going to be a very interesting year. This year could turn out to be another record breaker. This this season we're in right now, and uh, going into it, we want to just make sure that we stay we stay current with that momentum, and that the community sees that hey, we're we're definitely thinking of you as we move forward. We want things to be just even better for you in the whole experience. Well, if you want to come and have a good time, and I know the weather has been a downer for a lot of people, this is a great way to bring those spirits back up. The play that goes, is it everything goes wrong or the play that goes wrong? The play that goes wrong. The play that goes wrong. And it's going to open up here in just a few short weeks. Yeah, it'd be April, is it April 20th is opening night? Um, And it'll be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday matinee. And then the following is at the 27th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday matinee. This one um, tickets are going fast. It's going fast and the, and it's starting to build momentum, which we always love to see in the last couple of weeks before it opens, but, uh, come out and just, yeah, you will not be disappointed. Is there anything, and I don't think you'll be discouraged if I say this, are there any clips from like the Broadway version on YouTube if people want to check out? If you type in in YouTube play that goes wrong, one of the first clips that come up is the actual cast that wrote it, um, from, from London. Um, they're an imp- it started out as an improv. Started out as an improv team, and, and I can play see that. goes wrong. Started out as an improv, but they do a ten minute clip. It was kind of a kickoff to them doing the show, um, and it is, 
It is hysterically funny. Just 10 minutes and they'll they'll laugh. Give you a great idea about what the show is and about. And imagine yeah. that show in that little 10 minute clip and everything that goes wrong over a course of an hour and a half. Well, if you don't have the tickets already, you're going to want to get your tickets for this. And they can do that, of course, at andreatheater.org. You cool. can stop on in. You guys are welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. You can call us on the phone, 763-8200. And Dave is in this one again, and we talked about it. And uh, you and, and comedy, it's like, it's like I want to say oil and water, but they don't mix together. But you make it work. You make it work. I can't a... tell you how nice it is, <laughs> how, how much that means to me. I, yeah. I grew up with Carol, Carol Burnett and... Um, physical comedy is one of my favorite things. I'm getting a little too old to do it like I used to, but um, I just enjoy yeah. it, and I like making people laugh. I really do. It's one of the greatest things in the world. And they will in this show for, for sure. That is DaveAndreaTheater.org for all the information. Thank you very much for listening to the Pay It Forward podcast today. Thanks to our friends at Glenwood State Bank. I'm Mike Ryan. Until next time we talk theater, please save me the aisle seat.